from uh, about 15 years on up, uh, a great deal of my thoughts were uh, basically unshareable. We are all evil in some form or another. Yes, I am not 100%, but I am evil. My mother was a, a sick, angry, hungry, and very sad woman. I hated her, but I wanted to love my mother. This is Serial Killing, a podcast. Hello, and welcome to Serial Killing, a podcast, where we also veer off the serial killer path to delve into other topics within our beloved true crime community. Special thanks to some of my patrons as always. Pixie, Maya, Alethea, Elena, Aaron, Katoris, Catherine, Sam, Linda, two Janices, Katarina, Teresa, Sarah, Sophie, Nanette, my two Emmas, Emily, Gabrielle, Galen, Cassandra, Bree, David, John, and my girl Judy. Thank you guys so much. You truly are appreciated. And for anyone else, please feel free to join my patrons so that I can continue bringing you more of what you crave. Now this story is a little personal. Some of you already know that I live in the state of Missouri. I'll of course never reveal exactly where for obvious reasons and my P.O. box isn't much help either because it's a bit of a drive to get there and that was on purpose. With all of that said, the few that were aware that I lived in Missouri have been on me about talking about this new alleged, supposed, possible cannibal case that is apparently not all over the news. You see, unless you live in St. Louis or Kansas City, nothing much happens here. My state is, for the most part, a quiet state and we like to be left alone. But this case is going to be big, I feel, and I have been waiting for more information to come out, but that is obviously slow going, as they say, so I'm going to tell you at least what I do know. Okay, guys, so this story begins with a young woman named Cassidy Rainwater. No one seems to know her date of birth, but since they do say she's 33 years old, Simple math points to a birth year of 1988. She was last seen sometime this past summer, July 25th, 2021 to be exact, and someone officially reported her missing on August 25th. So in mid-December, Kansas City FBI investigators received an anonymous tip that someone had Cassidy in a literal cage on some property near Lebanon, Missouri. Their proof was an actual photo of this victim who was, quote, half nude. How they acquired this photo that they shared with the authorities hasn't yet been revealed. I was able to find from a local news source that Cassidy went to high school in Harrisonville, which is just barely southeast of Kansas City. She met a boy while living there, and together they had a son, born in 2005, which would have made her roughly 17 years old. The couple were never married, but apparently stayed on very good terms, and then they split up and the baby's father was ordered to pay child support. 
Court records indicate that her child support payments were to be sent to another woman in 2008, when the baby would have been around three years old. As it turns out, another family had taken over raising him as Cassidy was having some difficulty maintaining a stable life. She went on to have another son with someone else, and then it was hinted that she possibly had other children and was believed to have had times where she was unfortunately homeless. So far, reasons as to why her life was rough, as we might call it, have not been released, but I believe I know at least some of her hardship. You see, her mother, Tracy Wawasuk, hope I pronounced that correctly, went missing in 2007. This is the year before Cassidy gave her young son to someone else to help raise. Tracy's remains were found later that same year, scattered about in a field around the same basic area as all of this that has happened near Lebanon, Missouri. Like, very close, okay? There is currently... As of this recording, no cause of death listed for her mother and no one has been arrested. The coroner's office stated that Tracy's case was still an open case. So I got to digging around in all the usual places and I actually found Cassidy's Facebook page where it shows her as living in Boulder, Colorado in 2017. With her in her photos is a rather handsome, blonde-haired little boy who appears to be between two to three years old, at least to me. I couldn't find when she moved back to Missouri or where that little boy is. And so while we don't know the reasons or exactly when, Cassidy ended up staying in a cabin on Moon Valley Road near Windyville, Missouri, just west of Lebanon, and was there this past summer. Two men lived on this property. 58-year-old James Phelps lived in the cabin and 56-year-old Timothy Norton, who is a truck driver and would live in his semi on the property when he wasn't driving. Cassidy was supposedly sleeping in a loft area in the cabin. Now it is unclear if her other child or children were with her on the property. There really isn't any concrete background information on these men that I've been able to find so far. But what I was able to find was that James, who was living in the cabin, has had some trouble with the law in the past, such as second degree interfering with lawful hunting, fishing, or trapping, which only held a $50 fine. A few years later, he was fined for taking and or possessing black bass fish during a closed season, and with that came another very small fine. Some locals have been saying that he is a registered sex offender. So, I did my due diligence and I dug through Missouri's registry and came up empty. Bupkis. But perhaps I missed something or he isn't registered in Missouri or it's under an assumed or different name. Now, as for Timothy Norton, supposedly living in his truck on the property, has also had some past legal problems, such as writing bad checks and a few different times, actually, all coming with small fines. Now, he was arrested in early 2020 for another bad check and again, 
I did a search for him on the sex offender registry and he was not there. It could be outside of Missouri or under a different name. I'm not sure. But another source states that two registered sex offenders at least used that address of the cabin where these two men were living. So there's that. Oh, and I've also heard from a personal source that Timothy had dated Cassidy's mother, Tracy, at some point. So I'm just going to leave that for you guys right there. So now going back to the anonymous tip, right, that came in with the photo of Cassidy, half-clothed and in a terrorized state, was received and the authorities acted on, which meant it was time to visit the cabin. When the police searched the property, they noted that the loft area that she had supposedly been staying in looked, quote, stripped and that there were no notable items that belonged to her there either. So when police questioned James on September 1st, he told them that Cassidy had been staying on his property, quote, while she got back on her feet, end quote, but that she had left in the middle of the night. He stated that she agreed to stay with him until, again, she was able to move back out to Colorado, but that she had left in the night, that he had seen her meet someone at the end of the driveway in a vehicle, and that was the last time he saw her. So on September 19th, Timothy was interviewed, and he explained to investigators that he was an over-the-road truck driver and also lived in his truck when he was not on the clock or active duty. He was again interviewed the next day, and he finally cracked a bit. He stated that he had known Cassidy was being kept hostage in a cage in James's home. Timothy said that James had contacted him requesting he come help him restrain Cassidy, and he admitted that he did help. He admitted to helping, quote, immobilize her on July 24th. And by immobilizing her, he said that he physically confined her for a substantial period of time for the purpose of facilitating the commission of a felony or inflicting physical injury on or terrorizing her. But the affidavit did not include what type of felony or injury was afflicted upon her. The sheriff's office has not released an update on Rainwater's whereabouts. Quote, Due to the extreme nature of the crime and the continuation of the investigation, no additional details can be released at this time, unquote, is what the Dallas County Sheriff's Office stated. So both men were arrested and will have their preliminary hearing at 9.30 a.m. Central Time on November 5th. I imagine it'll be all over the Court TV type channels on YouTube. They are both charged with first-degree kidnapping, facilitating a felony, inflicting injury, and terrorizing Cassidy at the house. Investigators obtained a search warrant for James's cell phone, and that is where they found seven photos of Cassidy, partially nude and indeed being held in a cage. So, on the evening of October 4th, of course, a fire was reported at the property. By the time the fire was put out, it was clear that the cabin was a total loss. 
There was pretty much nothing left save what appears to be a wood-burning stove for indoor heat. During the fire, it was discovered that two homemade bombs with tripwires were located on the property and both were successfully and safely detonated by the bomb squad. The fire has been officially ruled as second-degree arson, which in technical terms means that someone intentionally set that fire to the property not knowing if anyone was inside or not. Now, who exactly owns that property is still being investigated, and as of this recording, court documents show the two men living in different areas, even though they themselves listed the address of the cabin as their home. James was allegedly renting the cabin. A local reporter spoke with a man claiming to be the one to have built the cabin, and yet the county assessor's office has someone entirely different owning the property. Right now, there is very little verified information. I want to stress that. The authorities are keeping information close to the vest, and that is always a good thing. I mean, we are all chomping at the bit, as they say, to find out the details of what they found in that cabin, what evidence they found. Some want to see the illicit photos recovered from James's phone and so on, but they simply are not releasing that yet or it hasn't been leaked yet. And though I thoroughly enjoy TikTok as much as everyone else, you cannot believe everything you're hearing there or any other social media platform. Even some of these people that say they have, you know, insider information could be being misled, but telling you their information with the best of intentions. I'm not attacking the TikTokers or anyone else that's sharing information that they have heard is true. I hesitated even reporting on this case while it was so early, but I know everyone was waiting for me to address it. Now, with that all out of the way, here are some of the alleged rumors, allegedly, supposedly, okay, and none of it proven or substantiated, all right? Okay, this is what I'm hearing since this happened in my home state and not too far from where I live. Again, I've heard these things. It doesn't make them true, okay? I've heard when police arrived on the scene, there were meat hooks visible from outside of a bathroom window with body parts hanging from them. Think Terminus from The Walking Dead. I have heard they've recovered 12 to 13 bodies off the property. I've also heard that there was either a refrigerated truck or a reefer trailer, as they call them in the trucking industry, meaning the trailer itself is refrigerated and on the property. It was implied that there was human meat or bodies inside of that trailer. People around here believe that Timothy, who was the truck driver, was transporting victims across state lines. There are rumors that they were selling human meat on the dark web and that the pair are actually serial killers, and we all know how easily that could be true when it comes to truck drivers. And side note, I mean no disrespect to truck drivers at all, because without trucks, this country would be nothing. We all know that. I'm simply stating that many drivers would agree with me. 
It has been said to me that one or both of these men fed human ribs to an unknowing neighbor. Someone locally stated that her family owned property not too far from this property, the property that Cassidy has disappeared from. An anonymous source stated that when the police allegedly, supposedly kicked in the door, they found James eating a sandwich made from human remains, and he supposedly, allegedly laughed at them and told them about serving his neighbors the ribs. There were some comments about human meat being vacuum sealed, labeled, and placed in a freezer. And I've heard that these two are just a small part of a whole cannibal ring and or human trafficking ring, if you will, and the house was burned to help keep the other safe from being caught. Now, it does concern me that the house just magically burned down. That was still considered an active crime scene, and it puzzles me for sure that there wasn't active law enforcement at the scene to protect the integrity of the crime scene to prevent that fire from ever happening. But who knows? If there is a ring, and who says it's not just meth manufacturing, which is unfortunately quite prevalent in the Ozark Mountains, and if it's much larger than just these two men, is there perhaps someone in it that is high enough in the local whatever, and that's why the cabin was burned down? I don't know, and quite frankly, I really don't want to speculate too much for my own safety, really. And the new buzz is that they found a van on the property and therefore must be linked to the famous Springfield 3 case from 92. But again, this is just speculation. There are rumors that both men are married, but again, I'm not able to verify that for you. And as of this recording, October 18th, they say she is still listed as missing. But there is no missing persons information being distributed with her date of birth or anything. Why? Law enforcement have not stated they found her alive or found her remains or found any remains that could be her or anything. So this is what I have for you. I will, of course, post updates as I find them on Instagram, Facebook, and those YouTube shorts and I'll be careful to distinguish between speculation and verified information. What is scary to me is that even if half of what is being said is true, this shit was happening close enough to me to make my skin crawl. I mean, guys, stay safe out there. Tell me what are your thoughts and feelings or things that you know that's verified below in the comments if you're watching or DM me on Instagram email me. All my contact information is in the notes. And thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Definitely stay safe, okay?